0: Hey everybody, Chris Haery with you on the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Coming up on this first episode, head coach Anthony Lynn discusses preparing for the Chiefs, the return of Antonio Gates, and year two in Los Angeles. Chargers head of production Jason Levine also joins me to preview the first episode of Backstage Chargers The Show. But first, I sit down with quarterback Philip Rivers just days before the start of his 15th NFL season. All right, as promised, the quarterback, Phillip Rivers, joins me on the first episode of Backstage Chargers. Phillip, always appreciate your time. How are
1: you doing, sir? Doing good. Thanks for having me. You're 15, Philip you sometimes reflect on where that time is going man it, it flies by it really does i know it's kind of cliche to say but it it, it it it's flown by to this point i think about four years in college four years at nc state sure so it was like that's a long time you know you started all four years man you were there forever and then you go into year 15 and you go gosh that's three plus that's almost four of those nc state careers so it it's amazing how fast it's gone and shoot i'm fired up about year 15. How is was your approach, if at all? How has it changed or evolved over the years? Knowing that year fifteen, you got a great team coming back, and the way you guys finished. I, you know, it's and, and it's kind of I kind of break it up into different kind of ways, in in the sense of your preparation changes each and every year, as far as what routine you like. You know, it, maybe it's so subtle nobody else even knows, right? But just little things you try to improve, or maybe I'm going to do this, maybe I'm going to watch this cut up first, maybe i mean, so I think that changes with time as you grow as a player. You know. Um, you know but then i think when you think about uh, shoot it's just it's 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 hard to say that the urgency you have more urgency oh you really you, you it's more important to win now than it was 8 years ago i don't think that's true yeah. but i do think in year 15 you you just you just realize that the clock's ticking and and i think it's not so much do you try harder because if that's the case then what have you you've been cheating exactly. You've been no, cheating exactly. but it's it's i think it's more for me it's just enjoying it really just really don't take for granted any walkthrough, any practice, any meeting. And that's easier said than done, but I think it is. It's just this past training camp, it was just, man, we're going out here and we get to practice football for a month in training it's camp. So it's not so It's not so bad because one day you'll go, gosh, I wish I could go, go get a practice in, yeah. you know, and you won't be able to.
0: I remember talking to you almost exactly a year ago. And this was the first year in Los Angeles, and there was so much change. You guys were were moving, you had a new facility. Now that you've had a second
1: year in Los Angeles, it seems like things – there's not as many distractions around you guys you guys just play ball yeah I think it's just more now it's just all football yeah and I think we tried to make it that last year and I thought we did a pretty good job of it but I, I think there's no denying that there was a lot of stuff going on, on the outside between the transition and move and all that stuff that you can't really quantify or, or really measure how it affected us but there's no doubt that in year two uh, we just feel a lot more comfortable and everything's just a little more dialed in really just from a from a schedule standpoint from a process standpoint not so much yeah we're, we're the Staffs here with his bag. I mean, it was all that was similar. Continuity, uh, you know, it was Coach Lynn's first year, but there was some there was some similarity there. It was just, man, w- w- how, how's this day structured? Where's the dining hall? You know, where's the <laughs> yeah. I mean, all those things that were just different. You've gotten so used to the old Charger Park there in San Diego, so it's uh, it's definitely better going into year two. We know what to expect in the StubHub. We know what that environment's like. We 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 finished hot in there, so we're excited about kind of creating that home field uh, advantage in there. And so I, I think everything. Kind of sets up from the non football for us to do better now this year uh, with the football.
0: Yeah, you won your last five at StubHub, and you look at the offense, the number one passing attack last year, and there's a few new faces, right? You know, no Hunter, unfortunately, but you bring in Virgil. Uh, we saw what Mike Williams was able to do during training camp. Um, I think Austin's emerged. Do you feel confident that this offense can can exceed or at least maintain that production, both not only in the passing game but also the run game?
1: Yeah, I no, I think we can. And I think I think measuring whether we whether, whether we do obviously time will tell over these next 17 weeks. But I think uh, it may not be with the yard is the same yardage production is the same. This it may not show up that or maybe it will. But I think being balanced and being able to get the ball. To, you mentioned all these guys. There's so many guys That's to get guys. the ball to that. And, and, and what's cool about this group is they all like to see the other guys do well so it's not just yeah we have a good group but the ball is going to go to Keenan and the ball is going to go to Melvin it's like no we have a good group it's going to go to Keenan and Melvin and Tyrell and Travis and Mike and Austin and Vir- You know, it's like alright look out You know, yeah. wh- wh- whose week is it we don't know and and guys are excited when it's, when it's the other guys turn so it's a, uh, it's a diverse group I like what we've done this off season and this training camp I think we have a chance now to to get off to a fast start. Uh, obviously, that goes without saying, the 0-4 start last year really yeah. put us behind the ball. But get off to a fast start and start – like we finished from a standpoint of the way we were rolling offensively. We ran the ball a heck of a lot better, too, the last eight, Absolutely. nine, ten weeks. So uh, we all know it. If you run the ball – shoot, I, uh, people think as a quarterback, you know, throw, 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 throw. I love to hand the ball off to Melvin and us run and, and Austin and us – Keeps you balanced. Keeps you balanced. It makes the stuff in the passing game better. And i tell you what else it does. Big boys love it. The big boys love it when you're pounding it and hand the ball off, and it makes their job easier in the protection. If these DNs that love to rush the passer got to worry about yeah. – power coming right at them, then uh, they can't quite uh, have that track stance get off like they can when they know you're going to throw it.
0: Let's talk about those big guys up front, because Mike Pouncey comes in three-time Pro Bowler, uh, Dan Feeney, nine starts last year, you're going to get Forrest Lamp back, of course you got Barksdale, you got Russell, how comfortable do you feel with that O-line?
1: I think it's a heck of a group. I, I, I think it's been pretty impressive to see how quickly they've come together. Now, obviously, um, most of the guys were in the room together last year. Uh, you mentioned Feeney got nine starts. I mean, he and Russell played a lot of football together last year. So now he going into year two, uh, they're going to be that much uh, that much better. You, br- you, you, bring, you mentioned Pouncy. He, he, he's more than just a good football player. He brings in some type of mental toughness, tenacity, nasty, just something about him that just seems right at that how position. How does that work, Phil, with the, the chemistry between the quarterback and the center, just, just being together for the the four or five months that you've been together with him. it's been good. I think I found early on the guy gets it football wise. He's not just yeah I, I can snap it and do my job. He understands it football wise, so it's made it very easy. He's very uh, easy to communicate with. It's not hey pounce I may do this and I may do this and I may hold the cadence on you and he's like We're, you're fine. I, I, I'll figure it out. You yeah. know he's, he's not oh if you uh, you know so that that's been nice how flexible he's been. Um, and then you look at that right side and really Schofield's done a heck of a job. You know you think of it last year he had to fill in a right tackle some Joe was out, and he played some guard. And he's here, and then all of a sudden, you look up, and he's had a heck of a camp at right guard. Uh, and then Barksdale, again; he's he's been just he he's really been the steady one of the group as far as at that right tackle position. Yeah. Now what? Shoot, been a handful of years now. Absolutely. So, and you mentioned Force Lamp coming back, and um, you know he he he's got he just hadn't played a lot of football. You know, but it's nice to know he's healthy and, and going to be available. So, it's a it's a good group. I think the thing, the two things that stand out about those guys is um, it's a tough group, which is important, and they they really enjoy being around one another. And I, I think that's key for an offensive line. Everybody talks about communication with receivers. How, how quick can you get in time and receivers? On, I think those five guys being together and working double teams and that's working paramount. It's huge. I, it, it, I can I can get it figured out with a receiver a heck of a lot quicker than you can get five guys jailed up front. But our guys have come together pretty quick, and uh, that'll be important as we get the season going.
0: Yeah, speaking of receiver, there was that stretch. I think you mentioned when you guys got hot, Keenan was a big part of that. And it's hard to believe that Keenan Allen's 26 years old. With a full season under
1: his belt, what he was able to
0: accomplish last year, uh, how much better can Keenan Allen be?
1: Well, the guy, I mean, I, we had in a walkthrough the other day, we we, we were run doing the cards for San Francisco. Yeah. So, we're, so we're doing the look squad for, for our, our our defense. And uh, the card's drawn up, and Keenan sees it. He, you know, we're just all just looking at the card, and he's in the number two receiver. And he goes, oh, I'm not getting the ball versus defense, you know, but knowing just kind of what this defense plays. And we go out there and line up, and then we get lined up, and he goes, oh, yeah, I am. And I was like, it, it's that that separates it. Yeah. He saw what they were in, what coverage, and he now knew, oh, this my route actually <laughs> pairs up pretty good with this sure. coverage. So so I think that's where he's gonna really continue to grow. He's always been super sharp, but it's now, yeah, he, he, just go out there and do one-on-ones. We know he can win those things. It's all the little things with the routes, with the coverages, the adjustments, and that's where I think he's only going to continue to continue to grow. And again, will it be 105 catches for you know twelve hundred yards again? Maybe. It dang well could be, but it may not. But his production and his uh, his what he brings each and every play is is huge for our offense. The rapport that you
0: have with Keenan, you know, I know it's different with every receiver. And we're starting to see that with Mike Williams. I think something you pointed to, I think in your press a couple of weeks ago, I thought was really interesting about Virgil Green. It's like, you had a routine play with him, but it felt like a big win. It felt like a, a breakthrough, if you will. How does that work with you and a receiver? I guess every guy's
1: different for you? Yeah, every guy's different, but it's the same kind of way. It's the same way in the sense of I've seen Mike run routes and seen him do these things. We know he can do it, but I haven't done it with him. We haven't done that together. And even if they're practice reps, like the one you mentioned with Virgil, those are huge. You know, when you throw him a skinny post or you throw him a back shoulder fade and he makes the play, I know he can make the play, but until you actually do it together, it gives you that confidence. Okay, we're third and goal against Kansas City and this comes up, well then throw it to because I know we've done it and we've seen it and, and you feel it makes you confident in making those decisions in the you know quick uh moments we have to make them so but I think Mike's biggest thing that he did and he did it so now it's just now sustaining over the season was, in my mind, the question was: Can Mike be out there every tra- every day of training camp and be a consistent performer? You know, not just make the one-handed grab that makes everybody go ooh, and then you go, well, where is he? Yeah, he and he was he, started, he was he was out there every, every day, day, and he was very consistent. And I think the guys felt it and saw it. You heard, you know, because I bet that was important for him. You know, as a young player, not having a, he's been injured rookie year, picked where he was, he knows how locker rooms work. They're yeah. like, oh, I don't know about Mike. I mean, come on, Mike, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And so he may have felt that a little bit. Not that guys were down on him, but it was just, we want to see it. And so I think he earned some of that over this training camp, which which is big. First, you got to earn respect in your own locker room. Heck with what the 100%. rest of the league thinks about you. And I think Mike went a long way in getting that done this training camp.
0: Yeah, that breeds confidence. And, Philip, you mentioned this at the top. You approach every game the same way. But I have to imagine, you know, week one, Kansas City Chiefs, a team that you guys have had trouble with over the last four years, Season opener, the way you guys finished last year, this one has to have a little bit of added juice, knowing that you guys got to get off to a fast start for your first five in LA.
1: It does. It definitely has an added juice. I think there's got we got to, we got to balance that uh, emotionally, mainly. I think with the understanding too that whatever happens, we got 15 to go. Yes. You know, it's no, this isn't all right. Here it is. We we you you win and lose the division in week one. We know that's not the case, but at the same time, it's definitely important. I'm trying to keep my mind in a place of where we we used to be on the flip side of this, where it was us that had beaten Kansas City seven of eight or you know nine of eleven, not not how it's been now with them winning the last eight. You've so, had those stretches in your career. We've had those stretches, around. no question. So I, I think it's 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 emotionally thinking about those good times, thinking about being up 24 to three, you know, at their place in 2016. Thinking about even last year's game, we're up 13-10 in the third quarter and kind of unraveled. So we we know we match up with these guys, and they and at the same time they know us well. It's it's two teams that we've had some turnover, you know, obviously with with the coaching staff, but the, the Chiefs have been the same defensive coordinator. You know, they lose their OC, but with Andy Reid there, and they've been the same now since 2013, 12, 13. You know what I mean, you're gonna get. So you know what you're gonna get, and they know who we are, and those to me are the funnest matches. There's a little bit of chess playing, but it's here we are and here you are. And who's going to out-execute the other guy? Yeah. Finally,
0: Philip, last thing. You've seen this team in training camp and preseason. You know what this defense is capable of. The continuity on the coaching staff. Do you feel like you guys are in a good spot? Entering 2018, the ultimate goal is to win that World Championship, that Super Bowl. It seems like the
1: pieces and ingredients are in place. I think they are. I think you obviously go into every year with high expectations, but I do think there's no denying it's human nature, right? To really, let's just look at this uh, objectively and 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 not try to think, not try to will things. Just look at it, and you go, "We should. We shoot. This is as good a chance going into a year as we've had in some, some time. So, um, that's a long way off. It's going to be key that we keep our head down. What we did when we were 0-4. We had to just say, "All right, boys, just keep your head down and let's go it's win." It's as impressive as it gets because when you're at that point, you could pack it in. No question. New city, new, uh, new everything. Oh, and four, and it's like, "Oh, this is rough." and Let's just put our head down and win a game. Went to New York and won. Put our head down and win another game. Went and beat Oakland, and then for you know what, we've won nine of our last twelve. And so I think we got to start with that mentality. Let's just put our head down and win a game against the Chiefs, and then whatever happens, let's go win a new one. It's the whole motto of my hat, that whole Nuke Cheppy thing that yeah. I, I live by personally. But yeah. it's just begin again. We're gonna begin again. Again, every day every play every week and see if we can sustain that for 16 weeks and then hopefully we get some bonus weeks and and we can make a run out
0: can't wait to get rolling phil thank you so much for your yep, time thank you a quick postscript to that interview with
1: philip we taped it just a few
0: days before antonio gates rejoined the chargers which is why there was no mention of number 85 but coming up on the backstage chargers podcast presented by toyota i sit down with head coach anthony lynn and we do discuss the return of the future hall of fame tight end
2: Chargers' new home, L.A. Stadium at Hollywood Park, is taking shape, and fans, this is your chance to get in on the action that starts in 2020. The stadium experience, indoor-outdoor design, and world-class amenities are all groundbreaking, along with the see-through roof and 70,000-square-foot dual-sided video board. The new L.A. Stadium speaks to what it means to be an Angeleno, and your Los Angeles Chargers want you to be part of it all. Visit FightForLA.com. That's FightForLA.com today for more information.
0: All right, very pleased to welcome on the head coach, Anthony Lynn to Backstage Chargers Chiefs Week. Coach, how are you? I'm good, Chris. How are you? I'm doing very well. Before we get into week one, I want to rewind to last weekend because it's never an easy weekend for you guys. A lot of good players that were with you throughout training camp that you can't keep. You can't keep everybody, but I think it's a good sign that you have the depth on this 53, that you should be very happy about going into week one?
3: Yes. I mean, we, made some, though, we right? made some tough cuts, and it was bittersweet. It's just, it's hard to tell a young man that did everything you asked him to do that he doesn't have a job. But those guys know what they sign up for, Chris, and uh, they'll catch on somewhere else, if not back here at some point. But no, I do like the depth of our football team, and, and of course, we got to go out and play like it, but uh, uh, I'm satisfied with what we have right now.
0: I want to ask you about a few of these defensive rookies, Derwin James, Echenna Nwosu, Kaiser White, talking to those guys throughout the preseason, it never seemed like the moment was too big for those guys, and they seem to get more comfortable as the weeks have gone on. Have you been surprised by how, how comfortable they feel
3: go entering you know, week one? They're the good football players, uh, very confident young men, you know, but th- they are going to be some growing pains. They're still learning, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the positive is you're going to see them play even better because right now, believe it or not, they're not even full speed. You know, they're processing so much. But uh, I like the way they played in games. You know, yes, they made their mistakes, but I thought they showed up in games. And that's when the game did not look too big for them. And that's when it counts the most.
0: You know, I go back to that that first defensive series against San Francisco and Kaiser had a tackle. Yeah. Derwin had a tackle and then Uchenna – Polished it off with a punishing sack. It just shows me that those guys are ready for the moment.
3: No doubt about it. Now, nah, of course. In that last recent game, they wasn't going up against number one. That's very true. You know, but it's good to see them produce uh, and get, with, when they, with, with the opportunities that we that we give them. So uh, uh, they're, they're young, uh, outstanding young players.
0: Antonio Gates just signed on Sunday, and coach. Mm-hmm. This is somebody, Hall of Fame player with Hall of Fame work habits. I think, regardless of the production that you're going to get on the field from Antonio, how important is it just to have him in that locker room, especially with some of these young guys?
3: Antonio's a leader. Yep. You know, he's a professional. He's been around this league for a long time. He knows uh, the ins and outs of this game and how to prepare routines. Uh, he can do so much for the young guys on the football team, as far as being professional. And he also you know, we brought him back for a reason. Absolutely. You know, he brings something to the football field as well. Uh, very, uh, he's, he's a wise veteran. He knows how to get open, set in zones, and beat man. So, uh, and, and Philip and him, they have a great chemistry together. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him back out on the field making plays for us. How
0: important is that rapport with him and Philip? Knowing that, hey, Philip has been working with Mike. He's been getting things down with Keenan over the past couple of years. You're bringing a guy that they know each other like the back of their hands.
3: You know, they've been together what 14, 15 years. Yeah. So, you can't erase that in, in a year. Or so, you know that that chemistry is. Uh, it's a reason why, you know, not him not being here in camp won't be as big of a deal because of their past chemistry and history. Yeah.
0: Speaking of Phillip, how much comfort does it give you knowing that this is a guy entering his 15th season? Um, he's done about just about everything you can do in this league except for win the big one. I know that's yeah. his expectation this year and beyond. But to have him under center, we look around the league, Coach, there's so many young quarterbacks that are that are learning. And to your point about Derwin and some of these guys, that they're still thinking. Yeah. you got a guy that knows it.
3: No, he knows it. And, you know, it's – Shoot, man, I, I say it all the time. Sometimes he's like a coach out on the field, the way he helped the guys around him, especially young players. And uh, when, when you have a a general like that on the field, you know, you can do a lot of things. So uh, uh, we we're fortunate to have him.
0: Offensive line, I, you and I talked at the Combine just about Improving upon 2017, you're bringing Mike Pouncey, a three-time Pro Bowler. Uh, I tell you what, I've seen a big jump from Austin Eckler from year one to year two, uh, what Trez Newsom was able to do, Melvin Gordon. um, How confident are you in this running game in 2018?
3: You know what, we're going to find out on Sunday. You know, uh, I like what I've been seeing in practice. I like what I saw in the last two preseason games. Uh, Pouncey has made a big difference. His communication up front, his leadership up front, his ability to get to the second level and run in space—you know—that's that, what makes Pouncey so good. So we're doing some things differently <clears throat> to to fit his skill set, and uh, I think it'll pay off.
0: You know the intensity of practice, Coach. If you could take listeners through what this week is like versus let's say they were out at the Jack Hammond sports complex for training camp. What's the difference the the biggest difference between a week like this and what these guys were doing a couple of weeks ago with double the players on the field.
3: Oh, it's way more, it's way more focused and it's just a different vibe. When you got up this morning, you know, it's game week. It's week one in national football league and it's intense. So, uh, you know, unless you've been through it, it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah. it's just uh, a lot more focused right now.
0: Yeah. The Chiefs, it, not only have the Chargers struggled against the Chiefs, the entire division, frankly, the AFC West in the past couple of years, um, they're the back-to-back division champs. Does this game have more juice being that this is a team that you guys got to beat to win the division? Yeah. It's week one. It's at home. The way that the Chargers closed 2017, five straight wins at StubHub Center, uh, I think a lot of guys are jacked up for this one.
3: Well, Chris, you couldn't ask for a better challenge. You know, if you want to know where you're at in your division, you're going to find out right away. You're going up against the back-to-back division champs, and they're the champs for a reason. Andy Reid has done a heck of a job with that organization, and uh, that's a winning program. So uh, we couldn't have picked a better opponent to start out with because we want to know. We want to know exactly where we're at.
0: I'm always curious because week one, let's say game plan for an opponent week one versus week six or week seven when you have tape on a team. How difficult is it knowing both sides, frankly? They don't know what you guys are going to do. You don't really know what they're going to do. And all you can go off of, for instance, a guy like Pat Mahomes, he's got one career start in the yeah. league and, and a few games in the preseason. How difficult is it to prepare for opponent in week one specifically?
3: Well, because we're playing the Chiefs, it's not that difficult because – you know we know their personnel. They yeah. know our personnel, and and good coaches going to use their personnel a certain way. So we, we can prepare that way. I don't think it's gonna, I don't think there's going to be too many surprises. Yeah. But uh, it is a little tougher when you got a first year start at quarterback because you don't know the adjustments they made for him. Mm-hmm. So we have to figure that out as we go
0: to go with this offense that was number one in passing last year. Um, obviously, I think the running game we, we talked about Austin. We talked about Melvin defensively. You got those two bookend pass rushers. You, get, you got a, a tried and true secondary and, and some young guys that we talked about at the linebacker position. How good do you feel about this Gus Bradley-led defense?
3: I feel good about our defense. You know, we, we, we play a bend but don't break sometimes. But you look, we keep people out of the end zone. You know, and, and you yeah, do. we need to improve in the rush defense. But overall, we've kept people out of the end zone. And on the flip side, offensively, yeah, we put up a lot of yards, and we can throw the football, but we got to score more points. Yeah. And it, it, it all boils down to scoring points and keeping people out of the end zone.
0: Coach, take me from last year to this year. Just the difference, not only for yourself being a second-year head coach, but being in Los Angeles for a second year. How much has this year been different from last year in terms of just all the movement, all, all the moving parts versus you guys can just play ball now?
3: You know, when we got here last year, everything was everything was new. Yeah, every every day was a first. And, and this year, it's not like that. You feel a little more comfortable. Uh, you know, people in the community, and uh, it feels more like home. And so, uh, I'm excited to be here for another season in Los Angeles and yeah. and playing stuff up in front of our fans.
0: And finally, speaking of those fans, specifically the ones that are coming to StubHub Center on a regular basis starting on Sunday, what's your message for these fans as we get 2018 kicked off, Coach?
3: Bring the noise, baby. Bring the noise.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. First episode of Backstage Chargers. We got the quarterback and we got the head coach, Coach Lynn. Thanks so much. Thanks, Chris. All right, a big thanks to Coach Lynn and Philip Rivers for joining me. Back in the studio, joined by Chargers head of production, Jason Levine, Jason, just a couple of days until the premiere of Backstage Chargers on Spectrum Sportsnet Thursday, and then Facebook Watch on Friday, my man. It's been a long time coming, with a lot of people putting in a lot of
2: hard work. Um, this has been a process, like I said the last time you had me on, that started back in January, and not only is it exciting, because the show is here, and I'm excited for everyone to be, have the opportunity to see all the work that everyone has put into this, but more importantly, there's football this week. And that's the best part. That's uh, what everyone's looking forward yeah. to. Yeah. The Chargers play on Sunday, uh, and that's that's the best part of this. It signals
0: football's back, which is great. Well, we spoke at the beginning of training camp when backstage Chargers was announced. What was this last month like for you and your team getting this first episode up and running with training camp? I would say a couple things. First,
2: it was definitely a learning experience for all of us. Um, it is a long tough process to put a show like this together and it's as we've talked about kind of the first to do it in the football area right so we had to learn some things along the way and I think we've definitely come out of it with a great understanding of how to put this together and I think this first episode is great just the fluidity right of this training
0: camp process because Jason the the days are different every day is different you don't have to expect with, with injuries, with players being signed, with what goes on on the football field. I have to imagine that taping each day is an adventure.
2: Well, the first month, we knew this first episode would be a different kind of challenge when we set up the show, uh, because we knew this first episode had to recap a month. And that can be challenging when you're trying to keep something relevant that's going to air uh, a couple days before the season. Of course. So we had a couple things that didn't work out along the way. Um But thankfully, everything came together really nicely. Um, And we're ready to debut this thing. And I think the story comes along nicely. I think it flows well. But most importantly, I think the fan is going to get a really good idea of who this team is. And that's most important.
0: And that kicks off with the unprecedented access that you guys had in, in meeting rooms. You had coaches mic'd up. You had players mic'd up. Yeah, it was really cool. So
2: what happens at the beginning of training camp for the fan at home, if they don't know, night before camp... Coach brings the whole team together and gives his first speech of the year, like his first big state of the team. And this is typically something no one is in. I mean, I've been in the league now 10 years, and I've asked every year and been turned down every year. Doors locked for Doors Jason. locked. And what was really cool about doing this is we were in there. Not only were we in there, but, like, when you're shooting, the doctors and everyone, they they kick everyone out. There's no one else in there that's not on this football team but our cameras. That's and incredible. that's – the access part of it. So yeah, we were in there for that. We picked and choose our spots during camp. Uh, We were selective. Hopefully we chose the right spots. I think it worked out. Um, And I think what's nice is the show flows together with off the field with access and hopefully we'll tell a nice little 22 minute
0: and 30 second story. I have to imagine that there's certain portions of the time that you tape when you have like that moment that light bulb goes off, I'm like this is absolutely going in the show.
2: Yeah, um, yes it it happened a couple times during camp where you think you have it, and we're like, this is it. Yeah, and then it turned out it didn't really work out where went where we didn't want it to go. So um, yes, but for the most part, that's exactly what would happen. I mean, we structured it in a way and kind of planned it out and kind of I don't know how to put it. I would say we were kind of just ready for anything shooting in a lot of different areas, and then from there had to bring it in to the story part. And as we went through the process, it was fun. You had basically three weeks of footage. And that's not typically how you want to put a show
0: like this together. So, Jason, what was the biggest surprise in putting this first episode together? Because we've talked about it. It's, it's first of its kind, but you've been in production for a long time. I imagine, though, that there are some things that, that came up that you may have not expected.
2: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been in production, yeah, for 10 years, but uh, there are so many people that have done it for a lot longer. And, um, you know, for me, I'm still learning. And I would say as a group, we are because, this is a different kind of project that's been done in the NFL. Sure. So some of the framework is not really there. So we just kind of did what we thought made the most sense and took from and learned from what we've seen in so many other great documentary content that's been out there. Um, and again, it was a team effort with everyone pitching in their thoughts to help weave it together. So
0: I think it worked out. Give us a sneak preview of what to expect on Thursday. Who's going to be in this episode? As much as you can give us, because I know we all want to be surprised. Uh, Philip Rivers
2: is in this episode. Uh, we've got Mike Pouncy in this episode, Mike Williams, and we'll see something on coach, too. So those are the four main parts right now. So we're excited. So, Philip is
0: interesting because it's Kansas City week and. They've lost eight straight to the Chiefs, but at the same time, Philip has been around long enough where he still has a winning record against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's that was incredible. I in saw it, that today. Thirteen and twelve.
2: We, so he was thirteen and four, and now he's thirteen and twelve. That's unbelievable. unbelievable. That's unbelievable. He's been around for a while. How was it working with him? Just as he prepares for his fifteenth season in the league, it, it was really awesome. Um, he is really open to sharing once you get him in the room and. We sat down with him in a really cool, unique way that I won't really get into until till you're able to see the show. You might see some trailers coming out in the next couple of days. But yeah. um, he gave us a peek into what it takes to be a quarterback in the National Football League um, with some really great access. And I think it comes together nicely. He really is such a great talker. He's just, once you get him he's going, fantastic. Man, he's incredible. And obviously, he's on this podcast, so everyone knows that. So he's... You just ask him one question. He just goes. He loves the game so much. He loves his teammates. He loves this organization. Um, he's extremely honest about everything. Everything. Yeah. And that's what you need. So like from our standpoint, that's gold. Um, and he was honest. He shares what's important. And in his he's coming to you know the last couple years, maybe, he's still playing at a ridiculously high level. Who knows how long he'll play. But mm-hmm. he sees what is here. I think that's obvious. Um, and I think even when you heard Tom with Haley interview, if you haven't seen that interview, go to chargers.com, but Tom, nice let to like with that. you like that. Tom Telesco with Haley Elwood. He said that Gates came back because for the most part, he, he saw what was here and that that's special. So, um, I think it's obvious there's there's something happening here, something brewing. Yeah. Now we'll just see how it all comes together. And
0: that's the perfect example of the fluidity with this show is number eighty-five. Yeah. Rejoining the Chargers on Monday. What was it like getting that news and knowing
2: that at some point he's gonna be a big part of this show? Yeah, well, I'm gonna say this right off the top for all the Chargers fans out there. He is not that news will not be in this first episode. It won't be in episode one. It will not be in episode one. Uh, We tried. It's not going to (laughs) fit, but it will be a it will be the first thing in episode two. I'm making that a promise. The first thing in episode two will be Antonio Gates. Um, As soon as it happened on Sunday, I was actually in the middle of a fantasy football draft. Uh, and then I started getting those emails, and then I was I just thought to myself, how the heck are we going to get this thing in the first episode?
0: Yeah. And and how am I like, going to finish my fantasy football draft? I, I, right yeah, now, right. <laughs> which I,
2: I Well, the next thing I did is I immediately drafted Antonio Gates. I was in like round 15. Did you really? Yeah. So I drafted him. I was like insider info. Yeah. You get some inside information yeah. there.
0: Yeah. I saw the Schefter tweet. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. Episode one Thursday on Spectrum Sports. That Friday on Facebook Watch. Uh, when and where? How, how do you get involved? Let's say you're out of market. You don't have Spectrum. You can like the Backstage Chargers page on Facebook. Is that how it works? Yeah. So if you're out of market,
2: Facebook.com/slash Backstage Chargers. If you go there, you can follow the page. And throughout the season, that's where all the face the Backstage Chargers content will live in terms of the full episodes uh, without commercial breaks. Uh, so that'll be 22 minutes and 30 seconds. That will be your place to watch. Uh, please follow because when you follow, you'll get notifications every time we post something. Um, so you'll know immediately and you'll see stuff all around. It'll be all on our platforms. But um, yeah, that would be the main place to go if you're not in market where you'll see it on Spectrum Sportsnet.
0: Jason Levine, what, a, what an episode here. We got Philip Rivers, Head Coach Anthony Lynn, and Jason Levine. Don't even. That's not even. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. But seriously, in all seriousness, man, you and your crew have done awesome work. Uh, I know we've all been waiting for Thursday and we can't wait to get it rolling. I appreciate it,
2: Chris. All the credit, all the credit goes to the entire staff for the work they put in. It's been a crazy month. I've enjoyed the process. Now we just got to keep it going.
0: And that'll do it for the very first episode of the Backstage Chargers podcast presented by Toyota. Now, this is a brand new podcast, so we need your help to move this up the charts on Apple Podcasts by subscribing and giving us a rating and review. Please help spread the word. This podcast posts every Tuesday, and Chargers Weekly will continue each Thursday during the regular season. We'll have you covered with everything you need to know about Week 1 against the Kansas City Chiefs. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next Tuesday.